Good afternoon. It is a Thursday edition of the show, just after 2 p.m. here on Thursday, December 27th. Uh, all Louisville, Kentucky fans, you can tune in, uh, leave questions, comments, uh, whatever you need to do. Just send me over a quick voice message, and, and I'll give you my thoughts on, on what you think. But uh, we're here. We're two days away, uh, about 48 hours away, actually, from the game. And um, we're going to get into matchups. Um, what I would like to see out of Louisville, uh, what you may see out of Kentucky um, coming off that big win against North Carolina last Saturday, uh, but it's here. Uh, no more talking about uh, Lipscomb and Kent State and, and, and those trap games. We can kind of dive right in and, and, and get to get to the point. So with that being said, we'll, we'll start. Um, Louisville's coming off a win last Friday against Robert Morris, which was um, a, a sloppy kind of grinded out type game. Uh, Robert Morris is not very good. Um, we were able to end up winning that game. 73-59 was the final last Friday. And, and I think the loss of, of, of Christian Cunningham in that game really, really showed. Um, I think obviously right now, Darius Perry and Ryan McMahon, it, it's kind of obvious that they're not really ready for that point guard role. Um, Darius kind of gets in, in, in a little of a hurry. And I think McMahon... Um, with just his size disadvantage, um, it, it gets knocked off the ball too easy. So I think if, it, it's easy to say right now if, if, if Christian Cunningham were to go out with a season-ending injury, that would be a big blow uh, to this Louisville team. So uh, it, it's going to be nice having him back um, to be able to control the offense, um, slow the game down. I think you saw on Saturday a North Carolina team that really – they run a fast-paced offense, and I think that kind of runs right into what Kentucky wants to do with the talent and the athletes that they have um, uh, with Calipari. I think that's just their the perfect offense uh, for them. So they were able to kind of get up and down the floor, uh, create shots for for their for the perimeter players, and be able to get the ball inside as well. So um, I think. North Carolina, if every team played Kentucky like North Carolina did, I think Kentucky would have a lot of success. Um, if, if I were to have a, a, a guess here, I would assume Chris Mack would, would slow that pace down, um, put the ball in Cunningham's hands, and be able to kind of run their offense through him. Um, obviously, you're going to see, you know, Jordan Norwa, uh, Dwayne Sutton are, are going to be key matchups um, for, for Louisville. I think, you know, if, if they can continue to do what they've been doing. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Reed Travis and P.J. Washington inside. Um, two dogs down there, really. And, and if they, they come out and they, and they position themselves and play well, I think it's going to be a tough game for Louisville to win. So um, we'll kind of get into some X factors um, that I feel like will be uh, presented in the game. And, and we'll kind of get into that um, later on in the show. Um, something I kind of wanted to get into is 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 the bowl season. Actually, yesterday I think it was um, the uh, I don't know what bowl it was. I think it was Boston College and in, in, in Boise State. They ended up having a lightning delay, and it actually canceled the game. And I think this is just it just goes to say that these bowl games today are just they're really pointless. I mean, nobody really watches them. I guess. You know, now that you're kind of getting into later December and, and into, the, into January, obviously the bigger bowl games, you're seeing, you know, ranked teams go at it. So so those games are a little bit more fun and interesting to tune into. But 
really, I mean, what do these games really mean? I mean, if you're not in a New Year's Six Bowl or or you're not in the playoff bracket, I mean, it, it, it's just kind of another game to, I guess, to let, let the players uh, be able to go out, travel, um, you know, get gift cards, kind of do what, whatever they want. I, I guess it's good for the players, but realistically, I, I think I think that just goes to show how pointless these bowl games are and and I feel like it's just they need to low they need to get these bowl games out of the way. They need to let the top eight teams go to a playoff, have your six six bowl game six New Year's Eve bowl games, and then maybe kind of sprinkle a few a few out there. You know, get the six win an Arkansas State team or a or a you know a, a team like Texas State or whoever it may be going six and six and getting to a bowl game. I just think it's it's ridiculous. I think you're these people these these players these universities are almost losing money being able to do that, and I I just think it's ridiculous. And I just thought that was something that that I'd like to get your feedback on because. I just think these bowl games are, are getting – and they just add more and more each year. I think there's 40-something bowl games now, and it's just – I mean, the cheese it Bowl was yesterday. I think there was a nine interceptions in that game against T- – I think it was TCU and, and Cal. And it's just, you know, at, at this point, you know, I think you should have a minimum of seven or eight wins to get into a bowl game. If you have anything less than that – you know, go into the offseason, start your recruiting processes and get ready for, for the next year. I mean, I just think that's just, it's just ridiculous. But um, kind of just wanted to dive into that, get y'all's thoughts on that and, and, and just feel free to send in a voice message with any questions or comments. And I'll, I'll be sure again to, to express my thoughts on that. But, um, you know, back to back to the big matchup here Saturday. Um, I think there's two things um, that I'm as a fan going to be really, really paying attention to, and that is PJ Washington, Reed Travis against the three guys for Louisville: Malik Williams, Agoya Gal, and uh, Stephen Enoch. I think um, we've got three solid presents um, at the center position, um, but I think it's going to be it's going to be tough. I think we're going to have to; those guys are going to have to get the ball inside. They're going to have to um, finish, and they're going to have to draw fouls. I think if you can get one of those people, one of those guys, uh, P.J. Washington or Reed Travis, in foul trouble, I feel like that's going to automatically put Louisville in advantage and put Kentucky kind of at a disadvantage if you can get two early fouls on one of those guys. Um, Because I really don't know, um, besides those two, I mean, they've got a a good player in in, in Keldon Johnson. Tyler Hero is is coming on. Um, But I just feel like if you can get one of those two guys out of the game, kind of throw them out of their rhythm, I think that's going to put a lot of pressure on their perimeter players to to score and and to take some contested uh, perimeter shots. So I feel like that would just be an advantage on, on the side of Louisville. Number two, in my opinion, is the the matchup that Dwayne Sutton is going to present against Kentucky. Um, I think he's obviously big. He's strong. He's physical. And I think he presents matchup problems for not only Kentucky, but a lot of teams that Louisville will play here in the next month or two coming up and going into conference play. So I'm interested to see how he, um, how he, his physical play um, will impact the game. Um, Around uh, rebounding efforts, uh, just defense, just just his his physicality in general, um, because he is kind of that inside out guy. He can play on the perimeter, he can post you up, he can rebound, he can pass, he can kind of do it all. He kind of fills the stat line. So I, it's going to be interesting to see how Kentucky comes out and guards him, as well as Norwa. You know, Norwa's another guy that he's six eight. Obviously, he's perimeter perimeter oriented, but he is another guy that can 
that can get inside. He can rebound. Um, and obviously, we know he can score. He can get to the rim. He can shoot. So I feel like that's going to be a, an interesting matchup. I would assume maybe a Keldon Johnson um, would be out on him. So I feel like we can maybe expose um, expose that matchup a little bit. And I feel like that, that may go um, be, be a huge part in, in, in who comes out victorious. So it's going to be interesting to see. Another, another guy that I think a lot of people are talking about, especially around the Louisville area and, and a lot of Louisville fans, is, is the play of DJ Keene. Obviously, he has not performed well up to this point. Um, he looks great physically. He's a guy that's 6'7", 215 pounds. He can stretch the floor. He can get inside. He can rebound. He can he can play defense. He's actually played a little better defense this year. Um, if you've actually watched every game, you can tell the improvement on that side of the ball. It's just hard for him right now to find the offensive game right now. He cannot um, get in get really anything to go from the perimeter uh anything that he gets in the lane he's he's getting called for offensive fouls he can't you know shots are just not falling for him right now and it's going to be interesting to see what his minutes are like and if he can just maybe provide a spark uh for Louisville because I think he's kind of one of those guys that if you see him kind of come on in this game you know maybe draw a couple fouls get to the line maybe hit a three, get an and one, and ship in seven or eight points, I think this is a guy that that can really get the crowd into the game. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how he comes in and impacts the game. Obviously, here in the past couple weeks, he hasn't been able to do so. um, But I think just being a fan and if I and people being in seats and being at the game if he were able to get a, an and one or hit a big shot I mean I think that place is going to go nuts and I think it's going to impact the game so I, I did like the way he he played when he was in the game against Robert Morris he I know he only I think he only had four points he had, he had a few layups but I like the way he played defense I like the way he he rebounded the ball attacked and he's a guy that's that's got a good attitude um, and I feel like he may just be a really, really good practice player and just doesn't put it all together in the game. But if he can, if he can just get become a role player on this team, I think it's gonna it's gonna go a long way. Um, not only in this game, but obviously going into conference play. So I'm interested to see how VJ Keen ends up um, performing in this one. Um, it, it's gonna be a close one. I, I think it's gonna it's not gonna be like last year. I feel like Louisville fans last year with all that stuff going on. Uh, didn't really feel all that confident going into um, interrupt, and obviously we got blown out. So hopefully uh, this team, you know, remembers what happened down there and and, and can come out and, and energized and, and execute and and come out with a victory. So so we'll see how that how that stacks up. But I want to also talk about kind of going into the UK game and then kind of going out about the next month or so. What what can we expect from this Louisville team? First of all, let's talk about if Louisville were to win this game. I know for myself, I was talking if we can get to 10 non-conference wins. At the beginning of the season, I said if we can get to 10 non-conference wins, I felt this team's got a solid, solid shot at not only making the tournament, but you know, setting up the, setting up themselves with good matchups and, and a solid seed in the tournament. Now, obviously, if we lose this game and, and end up 9-4 in the conference, I don't think that just completely knocks us out of the tournament. We've got some good wins. 
we you know we beat Michigan State at home. We've gotten a good win on the road at Seton Hall, um, and we've gotten some quality um, non-power five wins um, that I think come March will will show up on that resume. I think I think Lipscomb uh, they played Vermont, who two teams that we have both played. And they played Vermont, and beat them ninety-one to sixty-six, and they're up to I think thirty-two in the new net rankings that the NCA has come out with to replace the RPI. So that is a solid win, uh, regardless um, of how much you got it by or, or how you play. That's a solid win, and I think that's going to be a, a solid resume booster come come March. It's, it's going to be something the committee looks at. So we'll kind of have to see how how it all shapes out. But if we can get the win versus Kentucky, you're setting yourself up at ten and three. You've already got wins over Kentucky, Michigan State, Seton Hall, Lipscomb, and Vermont, and you're going into a uh, uh, the conference schedule and the first half of the conference schedule lines up pretty well for 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 Louisville I think you you start out with Miami at home you go on the road to Pitt and then you go on the road to UNC which we know is going to be a tough game but after that you've got NC State I think you've got Georgia Tech Wake Forest some of those teams kind of scattered within the next um, month or month month and a half and I just think this is this is a this could be a turning point. I mean, we could be looking at a, a fifteen, a sixteen and four, fifteen and five team after twenty games, with a possible five and two, six and two, six and three record, uh, going into the back half of the conference schedule. So, you know, this is this is a, a time where if you get up to where you're sixteen and four, I mean, you're looking at a three four seed in the tournament right there with some pretty major wins. So, I think it's just I think it's going to be interesting to see how. Um, this team continues to improve because I think on the defensive end, you're still seeing lapses. You're still seeing communication issues. Um, and that just all comes with getting a new coach, introducing a new style and a new system coming in. So I feel like the more this team is together, the more this team is practicing, the more this team is playing games, they're just going to get better and better and better. And I expect to see a lot of improvement over the next month, especially on the defensive end of the ball. Um, I think they've got the weapons. They've got um, the players to to be good and be efficient offensively. I just think you're going to see a lot of improvement defensively, and I think you already have um, with the games against Lipscomb. Kent State and Robert Morris um, where we were able to kind of get some time in between those games and I think Chris Mack is is able to work um, with just his players and work on his team and not necessarily preparing for an opponent like he has you know he said before in some of his press conferences so I think it's going to be interesting to see I think it I think it lines up really well I think Joe Lenardi actually has Louisville as a seven seed right now. So, I mean, if you get a win against Kentucky, you know, I think you're looking at a five or six seed, you know, projected if the season were to end um, today. So, I think 10 and three um, coming along with, with those with that type of resume and you know in early no in late November early December and on into January so I think it's going to be interesting to see and, and I'm excited to um to uh continue to provide with you all updates and, and everything like that so um with that it's a short episode but I just kind of want to get your your thoughts and your feedback and and I'll be willing to share share my thoughts with you so just continue to uh provide feedback and we'll uh we'll we'll holler at you tomorrow and um and get ready for the big game on Saturday see you guys